Welcome to Genomics Now, a podcast series where you can learn how genomics is developing in England's NHS. This podcast series, recorded in 2021, is part of the North Thames Genomic Medicine Services Educational Toolkit. In each 10-minute episode, we explore what is changing in genomics. We answer the questions on genomics we've been asked by the different healthcare professionals. We talk about the ways genomics may impact different healthcare roles and how genomics can be used to successfully improve patient care. Okay, so hello, uh, my name is Dr. Dahlia Hopmeyer. I'm a genomics clinical fellow at Great Ormond Street Hospital. Hello, I'm uh, Dr. Angela Brady. I'm a consultant clinical geneticist at the Northwest Thames Regional Genetics Service. Great, thank you so much for being here today, Angela. And today we're going to talk about cancer genomics. And so the first question I have is, is cancer hereditary? Well, most cancer is not hereditary or inherited, but it occurs by chance. And this is thought to be due to the interplay between environmental factors and some unknown genetic factors that may moderately increase the likelihood of developing cancer. However, in a minority of cases, about 5 to 10%, cancer can develop due to an underlying genetic predisposition, which may be passed down through families. Okay, and what would make you think that a cancer is in fact hereditary? So some factors uh, that could point towards something being hereditary would be if somebody's had a very early age of onset of cancer, or if an individual's developed two separate primary cancers, or if there's a particular pattern of cancer in the individuals or within the family. So say, for example, if a lady's had breast and ovarian cancer, that makes us think of the, of the BRCA1 or BRCA2 genes, um, or bowel cancer and cancer of the lining of the womb, the endometrium, that makes us think of, of something called Lynch syndrome. So there's that pattern in the individual or within a family makes us think it could be genetic. Also, for certain uh, ethnic groups, uh, there's a higher risk of cancer. For example, uh, individuals of Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry have a higher chance of having a BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene variant than the general population. Or uh, also, if the cancer is very rare, such as male breast cancer, that makes us think, could that be genetic? Okay, thank you for that. Um, And a question that has come up a bit for me is, what is the difference between germline and somatic gene variants? Germline variants are variants which occur in the egg or sperm cells, and they can be passed down from parent to offspring. And germline genetic testing, which is sometimes known as constitutional genetic testing, is the type of genetic test carried out on a blood sample usually or sometimes on a saliva sample. And it's used to look for germline genetic variants, which are variants which would be present in every cell of that individual's body. Whereas somatic variants are present only in uh, specific cells and are generally not hereditary. So somatic testing is a type of genetic test carried out on a sample of tissue, such as a stored sample of tissue or a tumour that's been removed when somebody's had surgery for cancer. So somatic testing looks for genetic variants that have occurred in the tumour and the results are often used to decide the best way to manage and treat someone's cancer. Okay, no, that, thank you for that distinction between the two. And another question I had was, what is the difference between diagnostic and predictive gene testing? 
So diagnostic testing is carried out to try and make the diagnosis in an individual who's got uh, whatever diagnosis. So the aim is to try to find the underlying genetic cause that may explain why that individual's developed cancer. Predictive testing is whereby if you're a relative of somebody who has, say, had cancer and a gene has been identified in the affected individual, then a predictive test can be done to work out um, if you uh, in have inherited that gene and if you're going to be at risk of getting the cancers as a result of inheriting the gene that's been found in an affected member of the family. Okay, and since we're on the topic really, what exactly are inherited cancer syndromes? So a syndrome is when something runs together, So, um, and a cancer syndrome is whereby an individual will have an increased risk of developing certain types of cancer. So certain genes are linked to, to certain types of cancer, and as I mentioned, the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes cause an increased risk of breast and ovarian cancer in women, and also in men, men with a BRCA2 gene variant have an increased risk of prostate cancer and male breast cancer compared to the general population. Also, as I said, like Lynch syndrome, that's a syndrome which primarily predisposes to bowel cancer, but in women, an increased risk of developing certain gynaecological cancers. So therefore, it's sort of their hereditary conditions, they're passed down through families and their syndromes in that things are running together. So certain cancers are, can be occurring together. Okay. Um, and if you do think that you have um, a family that does have an inherited cause of cancer, how do you go about testing for this? So what we'd usually do is send, uh, if we get a referral, we'd send the uh, individual a family history questionnaire and then review that and work out is the individual likely to have at least a 10% chance of having a gene, in which case we'd offer them uh, an appointment and arrange genetic testing. And ideally we test an affected individual in a family. Um, uh, it, some families we do offer unaffected testing, uh, say if all the relatives have passed away, are deceased, but the trouble is if you do test an unaffected individual and you don't find anything, then you're not sure whether that's because there isn't actually a high-risk gene that's running in the family or because uh, the individual hasn't inherited the gene which actually is in the affected relatives. So the other things sometimes uh, say where there's a family history of bowel cancer, we'd actually the first uh, testing would be carried out on the tumour sample to try to look for any signs of there being a hereditary cause. Say for Lynch syndrome, we do some specific testing on the on the uh, cancer, bowel cancer that's been removed to try and look for clues uh, that it could be Lynch syndrome. Okay, yeah. And actually, um, does everyone who inherits a gene for cancer actually go on to develop cancer? No, uh, not necessarily. So uh, the genes increase the chance of somebody developing cancer through their lifetime compared to the general population. But having a gene does not mean that everyone who uh, inherits the gene will definitely develop uh, cancer. So most of the genes are inherited in an autosomal dominant way, which means an affected person has a 50% chance of passing on the faulty gene to his or her offspring. But uh, in some families, it may look as though the cancer skipped a generation, but this could be because somebody's inherited the cancer predisposing gene but has not actually developed the cancer as a result of it. 
So say for example for the BRCA genes there's about a 70% chance of developing breast cancer and so therefore if um, say 100 women, 70 of them over a lifetime who've inherited a BRCA gene might expect to develop breast cancer but about 30 wouldn't so therefore um, it can sometimes look as though somebody it's sort of the cancer skipping a generation even though somebody has inherited the gene. Okay, so basically it increases your risk of cancer, but it doesn't mean you definitely will go on. No, but a much cancer. higher chance of, of getting cancer. And why is it actually important to identify if the cancer is hereditary? So if you know uh, the cancer is hereditary, it's important for the individual, but also important for the family. So for the individual, it could have implications about how their cancer is managed their treatment may be tailored in a different way, um, knowing that it's hereditary. Um, also, uh, if they have a cancer predisposing gene, they may be at risk uh, not only of the cancer they've had developed, or they may be at risk of developing other cancers. So therefore, you'd want to ensure you're offering screening or risk-reducing surgery, potentially, to, to manage the risk of other things developing. And then if you have identified in uh, an ind a cancer predisposing gene in an individual, providing it's disease causing, then you can offer genetic testing, the predictive gene testing to other relatives, so they can be uh, have a test to work out if they've got the gene and then they can uh, then um, work out if they need to have any particular screening or potentially have risk reducing surgery. Okay, thank you for that. Um, and another question I have is, where do you see genomics taking this field in the future? Well, it's a very exciting time for genomics as we're starting to sequence the whole genome as part of routine care on the NHS now. So it's likely there are, that our understanding of cancer will continue to improve as more cases are sequenced and that will hopefully lead to improved treatments as well as better prevention and uh, identification of cancer early. Thank you. Yes, it definitely sounds like a very exciting time. Um, and if you would like to learn more about cancer genomics, some good resources include the North Thames GLH website. Um, Health Education England's genomics education website has a lot of useful resources as well. And then there are many online courses um, about cancer genomics, including on a platform called FutureLearn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Genomics Now!, a series of conversations hosted by healthcare professionals of the North Thames Genomic Medicine Service. Our aim is to complement other genomic-focused educational tools with bite-sized podcasts that explore how clinical genomics is developing in England's NHS. If you have any suggestions for topics you would like us to develop as part of the Genomics Now podcasts, please let us know. Also, we'd love to hear about the episodes you've enjoyed and how they have helped you with training. Please get in contact with us on the link given with this podcast or tweet us at North Thames GLH. You will find this and other educational resources at the North Thames GLH website.